The issues and views discussed on the Roll Call Room podcast are the sole opinions of the guest or host and do not reflect the views of any agencies or government offices. Persons discussed on the show may be fictional or exaggerated for comedic purposes. The Roll Call Room podcast is not responsible for any injuries sustained while listening to include, but not limited to, busting a gut, laughing until you cry, nausea, crying until you laugh, alcohol poisoning, and a sudden and intense dislike for those named Steve. Please use caution while operating a motor vehicle, as the podcast is not liable for any traffic violations or damage. This podcast is rated explicit, and listener discretion is advised. Epstein didn't kill him. When there's no enemies within, the enemies outside can't hurt you. Today is the day you once and for all kill your enemy. The enemy within, within you. I'm talking about that voice in your head. The voice that says, no, you can't. You can't do that. You aren't good enough to accomplish that. You will never reach that level. The voice of doubt. You're going to kill that voice. You're going to kill that son of a bitch once and for all. You're going to lay under rest. Sometimes the enemy is also on the outside and close to you. Sometimes the enemy comes with good intentions. Sometimes a family member or a friend is the enemy. They may think it is in your best interest to let you know you shouldn't chase that crazy dream you have. They might think it is in your best interest for you to have a safe life, an average life. I think we both know you are far from average. You have to let go of your enemies. It might be hard, but it is much harder living a life less than your expectations. Sometimes you have to show them that despite their good intentions, they are wrong. They are wrong. And you are phenomenal. Believe in yourself. Show your true courage. Show your true heart. You can do this. The past is gone. And you are in charge of your reaction to the present. Yes, there will be plenty of challenges and obstacles in your way. Yes, they may be hard. But you, and only you, are in control over your reaction to the circumstances that arrive in your life. It's the voice of doubt. Sometimes we tend to ramble on a lot about the haters, the doubters, the naysayers, right? But listen, really, there's no greater obstacle in your way than your own self. The voices within your head are the number one reason why you're here and not there. The voices in your head, listen to me, are the only reason you haven't reached your peak. That story you made up to yourself about why you can't do this and why you can't do that, listen to me, the only thing that is keeping you from your dreams is yourself, nothing else. is telling you to quit when your mind is telling you enough is enough when your mind is telling you you can't go anymore tell your mind to shut up tell your mind to shut up i said it again because i want you to listen to your heart your heart is stronger than your mind your heart is where the passion lives you will not be perfect no one is perfect but you will be deliberate you will be on purpose and you will be in charge just do something. Do whatever you can. The human mind is so powerful, but it can be our greatest friend or our greatest enemy. It all comes down to which voice we listen to. The voice of doubt, also known as the voice of average. Or we can listen to our heart. The voice of courage. 
that voice within us that knows we can have, be, or do anything in this world. Listen to that voice. Sometimes you have to silence the voice of doubt. And the only way you can silence it is with action and success. Take action despite your doubts. Your success will silence future doubt. The enemy within will never dare speak inside you again. Take action because of your doubts. You are so much greater and can achieve so much more than you can ever imagine. Just believe in yourself. that voice inside us the enemy the voice of doubt maybe the doubts came from those around you their limited thinking spread to your limited thinking maybe you don't want to get uncomfortable maybe you are afraid of failure whatever the case everyone has doubts the unsuccessful listen to the doubts the successful silence the doubts it is your choice and it really is that simple choose wisely Silence the enemy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Roll Call Room podcast. And now your host, Nick and Mike. Epstein didn't kill himself. Chip, 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 cheerio, say here. Mike, it's the roll call room, say. Mike, we have fans that are in, <laughs> in England. Like they're gonna listen to this and be like, "You fucking Yankees!" He's giving us a shout out. Uh, uh, no, I lost the it there. I lost it, bro. That? I lost it. Don't was, judge me, you piece of shit. That was terrible, bro. You can't. Ah, so we are back, Mike. It seems like we've uh, uh, haven't been in studio forever. It's... Been too long, buddy. It's yeah, been too long. Um, we're changing it up. Uh, we are doing this recording really early in the morning, which yes. is rare for us. Yes. Um, 
I am a night crawler. You are a day walker. A day walker, Steve. And um, <laughs> Stevia. Stevia. <laughs> um, so for me, I'm not even awake yet. So super sexy morning voice. Um, I've got my, <laughs> all right. Uh, we got, uh, I got my coffee sitting here. You refuse to allow me to make you. Yeah, no. Coffee again. I told you my butthole has PTSD. <laughs> it's not happening anymore. So, nope. yeah. So, thanks, but no thanks. I, you won't even let me make you coffee, bro. Like, you got to get over no, it. No, that's where we're at now, bro. <sighs> Sorry. Well, I don't know what, what God you prayed to or what voodoo doll you have at home, uh-huh. but you got your vengeance on oh, me. I know her. Uh-huh. Karma. She's a whore. She fucks everybody. She <laughs> sure was, because I think it was a couple of days after we released uh, Get Woke and you told your shit story. Um, folks that are just tuning in uh, that are new fans, I've been on keto since November of twenty. 17 i want to say so if you don't know what that is look it up it's basically no carbs or very limited carbs a lot of crack yeah so we had some (laughs) we had some shit go on at uh at work uh i have a big big problem with stress eating uh so instead of taking my stress out on you know going to work out i just two-fist food so that's that's my problem um so and among other things yeah (laughs) yeah uh you motherfucker um (laughs) Hey, man, it's your fault, bro. <laughs> I can't even. I, I lost my train of thought. Uh-huh. You fucking asshole. Uh, and so, on keto and uh, yeah. get to the point, bro. So I. Uh, yeah. I Stop beating around. Let's go. Shut up. Let's go. So I, I said, uh-huh. fuck it. And I went to the worst place that you can go to after your stomach has not eaten anything like carby or just fucking trash. Carby. And we were talking about Chipotle. Like I said it five times, I think, and get woke. At one point, you were like, you need to get a sponsorship for it. I was so in the mood for Chipotle. So I run there. Uh, I always pre-order my food because I don't like, because we're cops. We can't show up to restaurants in uniform because I'm always afraid they're going to fucking like, you know, write pig or something on my burrito (laughs) bowl or some shit. Uh, So I go and I pick up my burrito bowl and I grab it and I get my cruiser. I find like a deep, dark hole to go and eat it in. And I eat it. I chowed this thing down, man. I just fucking ran a train on it. Um, and I was pretty sure that there were going to be homicide detectives that showed up in my cruiser because I fucking slayed <laughs> first that 48. Bro- that shit. Yeah. So everything was going good. Um, I finished it and I go to this call for service. I finished the call for service. It was some bullshit like noise violation or something. And my stomach like quivered like there was an earthquake inside of my body. Mm hmm. And I was the like, waves, bro. The waves. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, what the fuck is going on? So I'm driving, and um, then all of a sudden, I guess it was an early warning system, like a tornado or an early warning system, because my whole body was like, it just went right to my brain, which was like, bro, you better start heading mm-hmm. to a safe mm-hmm. place. You better hold yourself out, dude. <laughs> it was hurting. Like I started to sweat, and and, mm. I, and I was like, oh god. And there, there's only one place that I truly trust for that kind of event that has to happen. And mm-hmm. that's our association hall. And uh, I was quite a bit oh, yeah. away. I mean, I was quite I'm glad you made it. You didn't have to go to 7-Eleven. No, I couldn't do that. I couldn't. I, I wouldn't be able to focus. So now I'm rushing to the place and I almost turn on my lights and siren. That's how much of an emergency it was. And uh, I get to the association hall and I, and I 
swipe my card. I get in there and I'm pulling shit off before I even oh, get to the bathroom. Throwing your keepers on the ground. Dude, it was, oh, fuck. Oh, oh. It was so, and then I'm trying to. Was there anyone in there? No, thank Lucky God. You. Yeah. And then I'm no, trying, hey, man, the show's awesome. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Get out of my way. Go. And, and I'm trying to plead with my body out loud. I'm like, please, yeah. please, God, please. Did you pause like halfway? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just hold it like. I get, I get my best headquarters to three thirty, three thirty one. I'm fucking, I'm throwing everything on the floor. Your mic's like, last <laughs> <laughs> unit headquarters. I get everything, I get everything <laughs> off. It's on the floor. It look, it, uh, it was terrible. So I get on. I'm not trying to get graphic, folks, but I get on the bowl. And mm-hmm. I swear to God, mm-hmm. I wasn't there for Hiroshima or Nagasaki, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that it was pretty close to that. And at one point, yep. mm-hmm. at one point, I had to do a spot check and make sure that my intestines <laughs> didn't come out because it was so <laughs> signal was, one, dude. dude Headquarters, was, I need a medic. I thought, my asshole is in the toilet. <laughs> I thought of you while I was in there. Yes. And I'm good. screaming. I'm like, Great. you motherfucker, yes. Mike. Mm-hmm. I almost had to call you like like a parent in kindergarten. I almost had to call you to bring me a change of clothes because it was so <laughs> bad. So I finished. You think that that's where it would end. So mm-hmm. I finish. Mm-hmm. I get all my shit back on, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Which is a fucking a feat all on its own. So I get all my shit back on. I'm relieved. I go back to my cruiser. I'm starting to drive away, and my body's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not." What done. do you think you're doing? Yeah, like that was Stand just by. that was just the mm-hmm. the beginning of yep. everything. Yep. And uh, I rush all the way back, and we have the same event. And this goes on two more times. Holy shit! Yeah, man. I almost had to call my sergeant and be like, "Listen, dude, I got. I think I need to take some fucking time for the rest of the <laughs> shift lead, because." Dude. It was bad. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Mm-hmm. And then what's worse and embarrassing was my cruiser. I had to go buy Febreze for my cruiser. Ugh. Yeah. It was funny. It was so Your cruiser mate was bad. like, dude, what died here? <laughs> what homeless person did Nick arrest the night before? Is there shit in here somewhere? So two things. <laughs> Fuck you, Chipotle. Um, we'll still take that sponsor. Though. I'll t- yeah. Um, <laughs> softcore. Fuck you. Um, that was intense. And two, fuck you, Mike, because <laughs> I don't know what voodoo yes, doll you had excellent. of me, but good. Yep. I mean, my mm-hmm. belt, when I put my belt back on after this whole event, this event happened over a two hour period. Mm. When I put my belt back on, it was almost like I was putting my belt on a 12 year old boy because it was <laughs> my waist had just shrunk. Dude, it, it was ran right through you so, like a river, dude. The the eight dollars yep. and fifty cents I spent on that burrito bowl, mm. I could have just tore up that money because it did not stay in my stomach mm. at all. So Mm-mm-mm. I feel for you with your coffee story, Good. even though you stick Grandioso. by the fact that you think that I poisoned you. you. Did. I did not. We've already spoke to the no, and your our, sister uh, even agreed that you're and, just um, you have a baby, you have negative. a baby tummy. Negative. Uh, Natasha, that's the other thing. Natasha, I eat people's souls at work. Bro. Yeah, yeah, in the parking lot. <laughs> Do you really want to get into it? Do you? Don't do that, buddy. Yeah. You <laughs> called me yesterday to set up for us to meet uh, no. today. And I <laughs> it's said. It's Sunday, Dick. Okay. It was a Sunday. I asked you a series of questions. And and we're going to back up. I met Heather from Rocks for Leo's um, uh, on my way to a trip. Uh, I met her twice. I met her on my way up to the trip and on the way back. I'm not going to say where I met her. Um, so 
I met her. Nope. I met her <laughs> and her husband, uh, and uh, they took me to lunch, and I greatly appreciate uh, it. How nice. Yeah. They rocked me, Mike. Yeah. Thank you so much, Heather. The chief of police. Rocks from for un- Leo's. Undisclosed uh, agency. And, Fuck yeah, brah. And rocked my whole entire <laughs> shift, which I'm super excited to give them their rocks uh, tomorrow. Um, and I was on the phone. Fu- I was on the phone uh, with Mike on speakerphone, and Heather was next to me in her car with <laughs> her husband. And I asked Mike a series of questions uh, to gauge uh, his steveness for the day. And Sunday, bro. It's Sunday. Go ahead. And I said, "How many? Uh, how many times have you eaten today?" And he said, "Twice. He <laughs> ate out once for breakfast yeah. and once for lunch." And it- we spoke when Panera, I was at Panera. in Panera, the morning, yep. mm-hmm. and then you ate at some fancy place for lunch, yeah. right? Union business. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> and then, how many calls for service did you go on? Uh, it, was, it was slow. I went on one. No, you don't lie. I went to on me. none. I You're said I went on none. Yeah, that's right. You can't <laughs> lie in these four walls. Um, have you here, have you written any tickets today? No, not one. <laughs> Have you stopped any vehicles today? Did I stop any vehicles? Yes, I did. You're a fucking uh, No, liar. that's not true, bro. There was a lady after I got my hold coffee. On, hold on. Hold on. Don't you say nothing. I Did you physically put your emergency lights on? There, no. Call no, out a no, traffic stop. No, no. I knew it. <laughs> no, I know you, motherfucker. What you did was is you pulled up next to this person because no, no, it was no, 20 no, no. degrees outside. It was freezing yesterday. Yes. yes you rolled down the window and did a rolling traffic stop, didn't no, you? No, 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 no. Okay. What happened was Here we, we go. got coffee. Uh-huh. Me and another B. Oh, his initials are BS, but uh-huh. my boy Benny, uh-huh. we go get coffee. Uh-huh. He'd never been to this coffee shop that has the greatest fucking coffee in, the fucking, in our entire jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro. He was like, oh, let's just go to start. I was like, shut up. We're going to this place. It's amazing. Yeah. Get our coffee. Uh, I mean, there was like no call on the board. Don't judge me, you asshole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get our coffee. Like I'm coming out. Shut up. Place. I'm coming out. And this lady, you know, she's blocking. She's in a no park right there on the corner. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I'm like, Bam! and she's still fucking sitting there. So then I got out of the car and I'm like. <laughs> Scared the fuck out of me. I just thought somebody was knocking on the studio door. It was me on her window. I'm like, ma'am. And she's like, oh, yeah, a lot. I'm like, you can't park here. You got to move your car, please. I'm trying to find directions. I'm like, okay, you got to pull into the lot. So that was that. But go ahead. Uh-huh. Okay. So then I said. Um, half of a stop, but go ahead. Yeah. So that's not a try. That's not a stop. And all of our, our listeners. It's an encounter with a citizen. Listen, all of our encounters, uh, all of our fans that are on nights and stuff are going to judge you also. No, because fine. I don't care. Check yeah. my fucking resume. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. It stopped. It stopped when this podcast started. <laughs> I said, how many traffic stops did you do? You said none. How many subject stops did you do? You said none. One. That counts as one. No, it doesn't. That's one. Mike, that's a community <laughs> encounter. That's not yes. a stop. It's she moved. That's what I wanted, right? Oh my god. Are you really gonna take a that stat? <laughs> no, go ahead. Yeah. No. I said uh, I said I'd rather take nothing. How many arrests did you make? And I'll even take an arrest where somebody's turning themselves in. No. None. No one else did on the entire shift, dude. Don't judge me, bro. Well, that's what you day crawlers do. Oh, this guy. Don't get into that. Yeah. Shut up. So, um... Meanwhile, you're shitting in Chipotle for seven hours and you're fucking... Yeah, shit. but I made an arrest that night. 
So I can I can do that. Where at Chipotle? You went back and walked up to cashier. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> you feloniously assaulted my asshole. So you're officially <laughs> you've officially turned into Steve. Uh, you think I care? Listen, <laughs> I, I went to uh I go into work and someone put on my mailbox, Steve. I told you. <laughs> yeah, they did it to my mailbox too. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, you're Steve. I'm like, yep. And so are you. <laughs> I, I will have to say now that the listenership has grown uh, to what it is, the ones that are anti this podcast at the agency are finally slowly coming around. Uh, as far some, as well, I had a are, there's one thing I want to say on that real quick. Yeah, um, we we do banter. Well, not banter. We do talk about leadership um and lack thereof and how they should be referred to as managers and not leaders mm. but i will say i don't know what happened in the last week or two mm-hmm. but we've had commanders yes. step it up yes big time right like i had a closed door conversation with a commander who's a fan and loves what we're doing and he was like hey this you know this helped me reflect on um this, this, and this, and I think what you guys are doing is great, and I could definitely get behind it now, and X, Y, and I was like, blown away. Yeah. I'm like, with open arms, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm all about it. Let me know when you want to come on, if you want to come on. We'd love to have you on and talk about it, because I know that a lot of it is upbringing, and that's what you're used to, but just because that's what you're used to doesn't mean that it's right, and that's the problem. Yeah. Like, it's, this is, it's, it's not the the culture as it stands is not the way it should be is not it's not even close to where it should be so as long as we're having these productive conversations and if you got to give credit where credit is due man if these guys and girl commanders are stepping it up and and reflecting like yeah you know, i'm sure you're going to tell the story about the one you spoke with yeah yeah but uh i mean that's what it's all about that's the that's the motive here right we're yeah. in it together right yeah, I was um i was i can't talk about the case because it's a pretty big case i had gotten this uh drug case uh, and I was working on this drug case um, with some detectives and my phone rings in the middle um, and I look down and it's a it's a commander uh, in our agency. And I'm pretty good friends with her um, uh, before I left the agency. And when I came back, she welcomed me back with open arms um, and I pick up the phone and I was like, this is either about union business or something that I fucked up out mm. on the street. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I pick up the phone and she's like, hey, Nick, do you have a minute to talk? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. She goes, um, she says, listen, um, the podcast and I because of what's happened over the last month within our agency, I can't help to be defensive. I have the fuck now. Yeah, I have. a. I I now do this, which is like, well, hold on. Let me turn on my recorder. Yeah, I'm more of like, I'm like, listen, I don't want you to go down a dangerous road because I I really like you. And And I try and like. You know, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, be careful where you're going to go down. So I was like, she goes, uh, she goes, the podcast. And I go, "Uh, uh uh-huh. And she's like, um, I said, listen, um, the state versus. Yeah, I was like, listen, and I, it's so bad because I always go, it's not coming down. That's the first thing I do. I say it's not coming down. Yeah. She goes, um, she goes, you know, a lot of my fellow commanders um, really hate this podcast and really hate or, or hate on you guys that you're doing this podcast. So all I've heard over the last two months is, you know, this podcast yeah. and you guys are fucking calling people out <laughs> yeah. and, and you're unprofessional yeah. and you're insubordinate and all this other stuff. And she goes, ah, and this, 
I try not to get emotional, but she turned around and she was like, I finally decided to listen to the podcast to see whether or not I was doing the things that you guys are talking about. Mm -hmm. And I started with all of the episodes mm -hmm. that were titled leadership. Mm -hmm. And I got to mm -hmm. tell you, man, I, that's awesome. I, I got extremely emotional because that's the reason why we're doing the research for you. Commanders out there, we are doing the research for you yeah. on how you prevent your officers from from having low morale or, God forbid, um, uh, of taking their own lives. Um, you need to start waking up and realizing that they're not taking their lives because they're holding dead babies in their arms anymore, or they're dealing with the, you know, people that jump out of 15 story buildings or whatever. They're taking their lives because they're getting shit from the street. They're getting shit from the media. And then they come to their headquarters and all they're doing is they're getting shit on constantly by yep. their commanders yep. and the shit's got to stop. And it's still happening. It's happening in our agency. Uh, there's bullying that's still going on, mm -hmm. rampant bullying. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to get into selective targeting. Right. I'd love to get into, um, you know, just recently with me uh, putting in for a promotional process. Very disappointed in some of my what were my peers. I'm not going to get into it, uh, but it's shit like that. The culture is still there. It's it's still there. But what I said to her was, I said, listen, this is all the, this is the only reason why we recreated this podcast. Mike and I are not trying to get famous off of it or get rich off of it. We're trying to save lives. And I said, well, what do you think? And she says, I've only listened to the ones that that are titled leaders. And I'm starting to go backwards and starting to listen. So she goes, first of all, you guys are fucking hilarious. She goes, <laughs> yeah. the pill to swallow about suicide and mental health. Yeah, uh, It's a hard pill to swallow. But what you guys do is you put a gelatin coat over the pill. And I, I, I love that comment because... That's what we're trying to do. It's not all about fucks and shits in the studio. It's we don't want to hear gloom and doom all the time. Mike and I are very conscious about making these episodes kind of 50 50, uh, some comedy. And then we throw in a little sprinkle here and yeah. there about mental health. Um, but what we want is, is we want you out on the street. You're, you're working one, two, three in the morning. We want you to be able to put this on and you got a friend in your cruiser with you. And we've always wanted you guys to feel like you're in the studio, sitting in the guest chair. Yep. Uh, and yep. we hear that constantly, Mike. Yeah. I hear, I get emails all the yeah. time from people that are like, how the fuck do you guys do it? Like, I feel yeah. like I'm there yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking at the radio when you guys yeah. are asking like, questions. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> They're like yeah. clapping and shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Preach, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I was very... We hear you. We hear you. Yeah. I was very taken back uh, by that commander. It speaks volumes about her. Um, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, she's I, good people. She's very, very good people. Um, and I think that there are certain commanders now that are, you know, cops are type a personality, which is that they, they hate change and they hate the way that things are. That's just how being a police officer is hate change and hate the way that things are. But the other mm -hmm. thing is, is, I think a majority of the ones in our agency thought that this was going to get shut down pretty fast. It was going to fizzle out. Mike and I were just going to get 20 or 30 lessons, get it out of our systems, and then our careers were going to be ruined forever. <laughs> and that's not the case because it, it, we didn't drop an episode. 20 to 30,000 lessons. I know, I know. Um, Mike and I, we didn't drop an episode for about a week and a half because we ran out of episodes. We just, we, we were so excited about dropping them. We, yeah, we released busy. them. We and busy. even not releasing episodes, the listenership it continued doubled. to soar. And those of you that are fans of the show, you got to go back and go listen. To yeah, the that's episodes. what I was going to say. Yeah, um, yeah, you got You got to go back because what I'm finding is, is that like our last five to six episodes are like tracking on one platform a thousand listens. Yes. And you guys got to go back and listen to 
you know, maybe not necessarily the start because that was pretty br- br- brutal, but Oof. at least rookie. You know how I feel Rookie about is that. like at the number one. The rookie is number is at the number one seed right now. It's like almost tracking 5,000 listens or whatever. Yeah. But you got to listen back to the other ones because there's a lot of good Easter eggs. There's hidden gems yeah, there's, in there. Yes. You got to go back and listen. And, and um, yeah, you just got to go back and listen because we're only going to get, we might refer back to things in other previous episodes and shit like that. And, you know, like I talked to my buddy last night he and I'm like, he's like, the podcast is great. And I'm, and we're doing this union thing on Friday for a bunch of guys that retire. And I'm yeah. like, dude, you need to come. You know? Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll be there. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, don't be a fucking Steve, bro. You yeah. know? And he's like, Steve. And I'm like, what? You don't know. Are you fucking listening or are yeah. you not listening, bro? Well, I got, go back and listen. I got that advice from um uh from a sheriff uh who was like, listen, what you have to understand is a lot of people that are tuning into your show f- at first aren't going back to the first yeah. episode. So you have to bring them up to speed about what a Steve is, what a Stevie uh, is. I'm not, I, I don't have time it, for that. It, it, yeah, Sorry. and that's the thing is, is <laughs> the, too much. the crazy train, like folks. Mike's sitting here. Mike's autographing posters as yeah. we're talking. <laughs> it It's nuts. Mike and I, when we walked into the studio today and I handed him the 200 posters to sign, I said, would you have ever imagined since October when we released this that we would be sending out autographed posters? And and he was like, yes. And I looked at him and, I, and he was like, I always knew that this was destined for greatness. Yeah. And um, let me back this up. Just we're not being egotistical when we're no. saying greatness. No. Um, I'm 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 touched that a lot of you are listening to uh, the podcast. Um, I'm touched that you guys are reaching out. Um, I had a, a gentleman reach out to me on Instagram, Cody. Uh, Cody uh, is a police officer, big fan of the show. Uh, Cody's daughter uh, took a took a fall. Um, very, very freak accident. Took a fall. Um, they rushed her to the hospital, and she uh, has a laceration on her kidney. And her medical, the medical insurance, um, for those of you that are civilians that think that police officers and firemen still have great benefits, they suck. Okay. Um, the, the, the politics and policing has led us to the point where our overhead deductibles are fucking ridiculous. Mm -hmm. It's almost to the point where we're cash pay at the doctor. Yep. So Cody created a GoFundMe for his daughter, um, and asked, reached out and said, can you do me a favor? Can you push this out with your large p- platform? And which I did on Facebook, um, uh, Twitter. Um, and please go on there. Please go check out our social media page because I can't verbalize the long address for the GoFundMe, but it's for Cody. Um, go on there. Please go on there. Just give like 10, 20 bucks if you can. Every bit helps. They're, it's they're, not much. They're, no, yeah, they're, they're, they're not asking for the goal. Much. Yeah, so I think they're let, like let's 800. Get them there. Yeah, let's they're, get them there. They're like 800 bucks close yeah. to the goal. Uh, help them out. That's the, I mean, that's the thing Mike and I were talking about before we went live, which is, you know, we need to use this platform for the greater good. Uh, help your fellow police officer. Yeah. Yes. I get a lot of you are in small towns. You're not making a lot of money, but even five bucks, 10 bucks helps. Uh, help him along, uh, assemble the roll call room army and do, uh, do good. This is somebody that helps others. So you need to, you need to help them out. Now, that being said, Mike, I also, I love these. Uh, I met with two fans, uh, in the, the blessed Commonwealth where we work two sneaky, uh, (laughs) recruits that are detectives that figured out where we work. Uh, not like we make it very hard, but, um, uh, Brian and Chris, these guys were Ryan, hilarious. Chris. Hilarious. So I meet Wish them. I was there, bro. Yeah, I know. They were so upset. 
I met them at Starbucks to give them autographed posters and I gave them um I gave them some other swag and they gave us two cool pins from their agency. I won't oh, say nice, nice. Uh, so I gotta give you yours too. Um, yeah, don't so, sell it on eBay. I need that. Yeah, I got to take it off. <laughs> Item one four six seven one nine George. Uh, so uh, Brian and Chris, I met up with them, gave them a little bit prelude what we're going to get into with the next couple episodes. Uh, some of the stuff about our nonprofit, which we're going to talk yep, about. Yep, yep. We're super excited about that. Uh, so Brian and Chris come together. They're recruits in a in a, a federal agency. I'm getting in my cruiser. The feds. Yeah, I'm getting in my cruiser. <laughs> And they drive by, and uh, one of them screams out, "Don't be a fucking Steve!" <laughs> and I almost fucking, li- I almost dropped my coffee. It was <laughs> so fucking funny, bro. Um, uh, and it's stuff like that. Uh, Gigi on Twitter, uh, you've been plugging us a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, Gigi, you're awesome. She Gigi's gave awesome. our first donation yes. to the nonprofit. Yes, and Gigi's yeah, awesome. Gigi's a rock awesome. star and a nurse. Oh, is she? Uh, yeah, she's a nurse. She's an RN. Yep. Oh, wow. Yep, she's legit. Uh, Heather from Rocks for Leos, we already talked about you. Uh, resting Mom Face. I got to tell you about this, Mike. So I do a guest spot uh-huh. on Resting Mom Face, and she changed it to Resting Cop Face for that episode. Nice. She was so excited about the episode. She sent it to me, and I listened to it on my way back from my trip, and it's so, so, the episode's so, so good. Um, she was so excited about it. What she wanted to do was she wanted to release it on Tuesday, the day after we released this episode. Right. She asked me last night for permission to release it yesterday because she was so excited about it. And we did. We released it. Uh, and she's just starting out her podcast. So she has, uh, you know, low listenership, but it's skyrocketing. The episode nice. is skyrocketing. Nice. So what she did was she has merch. And what she did was because we talk about Blue Help all the time. She created a resting cop face shirt uh, and some swag, some merchandise, and a hundred percent of the proceeds from the merchandise will go to bluehelp.org. Nice. Um, that's super, super cool. Uh, she's a military wife, husband's deployed, really, really awesome. You want a good laugh. Uh, I had a blast on her show. She's gonna come on our show eventually. We just gotta fit it in uh, on a good topic. Uh, so some great things going on, folks. Um, Mike and I are super, super stoked to do this episode. This is going to be quasi-Rookies 2. Uh, we got a lot of feedback about Rookies 1, about yeah. telling stories about being a rookie and just starting out. So uh, we're super, super excited about that. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to take, take our, our first, first break. break, and then we'll come back, and we are going to get into it. Do you want to help the Roll Call Room podcast keep going? Of course you do. Join Patreon and pledge to the show each month. Tiers start at $5 and you can get some pretty cool shit with it, including swag and access to listen to episode clips early. So put that Starbucks coffee down and help my dad keep the show going. Don't be a fucking Steve. Go to RollCallRoom.com to pledge today. It's 
right, we are back Welcome from break. Back. Welcome back. Ooh. All right, Mike. Yeah, buddy. Let's get into it. Rookies too. <laughs> yeah. People love it. All right. First five years. Uh-huh. Top five mistakes. Uh, That's a man. tough one, right? <clears throat> mm. I don't know. Should I go slow so they can write this down? <laughs> I think the statute of limitations is over, but, you know, why not? All right. Here it goes. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did these in uh, five to, you know, five being the least, one being the number one mistake. Okay. Um, So we could do line by line, right? Yeah. You give your five. I'll, I'll give my five. And then you give your, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just put... Uh, fucking relax. Don't take the job too serious on mundane shit, uh, especially weak leadership. That's something you can't control. Mm-hmm. That was my number five. What was your number five? Uh, my num- number five was lust for the bust. Is the uh, juice worth the squeeze? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like going 100 miles an hour to a drunk person in public is probably not the smartest thing to do. And yeah. when you're a rookie, you're just like an arrest. Amped and an arrest. Up. Yeah. 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 And while you're tied up on a drunken public that you can drop off a detox or you can find alternative locations for them, like the airport. Um, <laughs> um, you could be like a fellow officer can need help, like with a serious. Yeah, yeah prioritize. A priori- yeah. 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 And yeah, I think when yeah. you first get out there, you're just like, I'm a cop. I got to make arrests. Yeah. And it's not about that. Everyone it's, goes to jail. <laughs> every, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you're a point oh four. I am the law. Yeah, it's like, you're a point oh four. You had one shot of <laughs> fireball. You're going to jail. It's just uh, not worth it, bro. All right. Uh, what's, what's your number four? Uh, not respecting senior folks in my group. Like when I was in a group. Uh, yeah. Like always like discounting them like they're washed up and they're old and like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. And you're like, they're lazy. Yeah. You're like, oh, this person's had lunch twice in their shift. They haven't wrote any tickets. Uh, yeah, they haven't yeah. made an arrest. <laughs> um, they think that pulling up next to a car and telling it to move <laughs> is a is a traffic yeah. stop. Um, uh huh. What's yeah? Meanwhile, you're so new. You're like, what's Fourth Amendment? <laughs> yeah, you're like, Fuck uh, you, what? Uh, Who's Miranda? <laughs> <laughs> Why does she keep coming up? Like this chick is very popular. What do you mean I didn't ask Miranda? Who gives a fuck? You it, broke the law. <laughs> she's a badge bunny. She's <laughs> uh, shut. Up. What's your right. fourth? Uh, don't talk at people. Mm. Talk to people. Mm, yeah, not that fucking s on your chest. Like yes. You know, there's a time and a place, bro. Yeah. You got to turn it on. You got to turn it off. Yeah. And I think that bleeds into your personal life, too. Yeah. I think. Yeah, is this a misdemeanor or is this a felony? Yeah. I love that your wife came up with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty cool. Um, she should say one more. Is this a releasable on something? <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> is this a warning or a something? Yeah. Are you going to cite me? Because if you're going to cite me, you can't scream. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, number three that I had. Um, number three is not taking the time to write full, complete, detailed reports. I Uh. think, I think when I first started, I was like, I just need to get the facts on the paper 
and back out there hunting again. Now, mind you, when I first got, got on, it was balls to the walls. It was very mm-hmm. busy in our jurisdiction. It was constant calls for service. Yeah. We were always short staffed and you, you didn't have you the failed time. forward. You learned yeah. on the job by your mistakes. Big, big time. Now, yeah. I want to give a caveat. Now, even my most basic report or skinny report, as it's called, doesn't even it's pale in comparison to some of the stuff that I saw when I was a sergeant. Like I would yeah. see stuff like I arrived on scene. I saw Joe Blow. Oh, uh, you mean reports like they do in Schmerland? Yeah, <laughs> two liners. Yeah, two liners. <laughs> S1 was yeah, found with yeah. drugs and gun. S1 taken to jail. Yeah. And, like, what and the I, fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you, I guess you learn by, by fire when you go to trial with some of the stuff and you're like, you're like, oh shit, I yeah, should have put that you in. And questions you're like, it's not in there. Yeah. You're like, oh, why didn't I put that in there? Now, mind you, when you're on midnight, your fucking brain is fried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. just, you're not thinking that. It's rookies leading rookies. Oh, right? yeah. Kind yeah. of. Now more so because there was a lot of seasoned guys on my midnight squad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But now so, everyone's just like, fuck it. But until you get a really good, like, Commonwealth attorney or district attorney that, like, guides you and, like, tells you, hey, listen, this is what we're looking for. This yeah, is why we yeah, want it in yeah. there. Then you have an appreciation and it really makes your court appearance easier. Yeah. It really smoother, does. Yeah, smoother. Yeah. And then defend, uh, public defenders get to know you and your work ethic and they're just, they don't even roll the dice anymore. But now they're the, the same Commonwealth or DA is trying to indict cops in certain areas. So. Yeah. Like Baltimore? <laughs> yeah. Fucking Schmerlin. Dude, what is up with that? We're not going there right now. We're still sticking to rookies. Bro. Right. That's that's All politics right. and ADD. part two. Sorry. It's coming back later. Uh, yeah. We're that yeah. will be discussed. Yeah. As promised on our social media page. That so what's will your, be discussed. What's your three? Um, take care of your physical health. Yeah. Still working on it. <laughs> not like as far as like sleep. Yeah. Bro. Oh my gosh. That's my number two. We would do like so much shit. Mm-hmm. I remember. We would never get out on time. No, no. And we worked to like, what was it when we were in cops? It was like, we were supposed to be out by 12. Yeah. And it was like a late dope arrest. Two, two three, in the three four, getting home, cr- eat something, crash, get up. Hey, we got an op. You got to be in at 10. You got to be in at noon. Yeah. And it would be like that. Non-stop. I mean, I'm not saying it was bad because those are the best times of my career. Yeah. Hands down. But. It fucking wears on you, dude. When you do years of that shit and it wears on your family and you got to you got to have something. You got to have some fucking routine. So I guess that's why guys are doing, you know, uh, like Bobby's big in the jujitsu and shit yeah. like that and lifting and whatever and keep that balance. You yeah. Know what I mean, because yeah. you got to and you got to fucking sleep, man. There's, you know, I've been doing a lot of research on. um I'm talking this uh, company out in the Midwest, Mindful Warrior. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that later on the nonprofit. Um, the lady's name is Kathy. She's a fucking rock star. She's phenomenal. Um, she does a lot of, um, you know, mental health stuff or whatever. But, you know, she's sending me these articles and these videos like you need to research this. And what I uncovered, I know I'm getting off of our list here, is what I uncovered is that yeah, PTSD is there's so much research done on this for first responders. Yeah. From like 2012, bro. Mm. And it one of the articles that I read last night from this doctor on that did a TED talk and I go down the rabbit hole, bro. Once I see this video, I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Like I, I want to know more because he did like eighty three thousand brain scans. Jesus. Almost a hundred thousand brain scans. He's a um 
you know, he's a doctor, but he does the brain scan thing. And then they study them. It's not just a scan looking for certain things, but looking like the brains of someone who has PTSD. Right. Someone who has epilepsy. Someone who, and then they do all these case studies. And he has a whole fucking website of all these case studies. Mm. And one of them was cops Mm. in like 2012. And they did this whole study on it. And one of the fine, and it's like, it's a lot of legal jargon and fucking, you know, this quadrant in the brain and blah. I don't understand that shit. Yeah. But I looked straight for the conclusion and it's like, this is a six year study. They're, they're in the middle of a study. They need more data. They need more participants. But it is like pretty much proven that within six years of your career, you're going to have PTSD as a police officer. Oh, yeah. Hands down. And I'm like, what the fuck? Where is this information for us? When I, is this going to be addressed? When is this going to be fucking talking? Like no one is. I think the power is like that be hidden prevented. behind the doors. Well, yeah, because then you have to recognize it as an actual disability. And then that's where the states have to pay money into dis- workers' compensation. It's easier to keep the PTSD for first Bro, responders Bro, what they were wraps. doing in these fucking studies, it's fascinating shit. They were bringing cops in with different time on, right? Mm-hmm. Rookies, senior guys. And they were fucking doing a workup on them. Blood pressure, blood work, mm-hmm. all this shit. Asking them questions on their mental health, screen them. Then they would show a video to them that would fuck them up. Mm-hmm. And then they would pull their blood mm-hmm. to see what, you know, what's fucking, what, what's going on in there. And then they would scan them before and after, bro, their brain. Yeah. And then they would compare them. And that's why they need to do a six-year study because they want to see over time. But that's ingenious. It is. Yeah. And it shows that this isn't fucking normal. Yeah. What we do out here is like one person, like Sebastian said it. Right. In a 20 year time frame or whatever. We'll see. What does he say? 18 fucking or 80 catastrophic events. I don't yeah, remember. Yeah, what he I said. don't remember, but it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. And then the, the average person will see zero or some shit yeah. or one. Yeah. It's something with the fucking brain. Like it's not normal no. and no one's fucking talking about this. Like now. Yeah. Like they did. There was like things that they did on veterans and shit like that. And they brought them back and they couldn't get any veteran participants like this. They're just like, fucking, I don't want to do this shit. You know, I get it. Yeah. But this is something that needs to be done. They even took like rookies and then they're, they're trying to create a way to prevent it from happening. Like early on, give them tools to say, hey, when you start to go down here, mm-hmm. this is what you need to be doing. Like you need to do these things with your body because essentially it's like rewiring your brain and how your thought process is after a ma- you witness a major incident to prevent from going over. So the way they I guess we've spoke about this before is like you fill up with these you know, it's like a backpack on your back and, you know, you come in and a lot of them had childhood PTSD yeah. officers. So they already had fucking baggage on them before even coming in. The and door. then the job compounded it, compounded it, bro. <laughs> it throws more bricks in your bag on your back. Interesting. And eventually that back is going to break and give way. Yeah. And that's what the study shows. It's like, you got to fucking be aware so you can try to keep that back. And that's what me and Kathy are, dude. I'm not, I mean, we'll get into it with the nonprofit, but that's what we're going to be doing with yeah. the Uriah Guardian Foundation and our nonprofit that we've created is that shit like that. There needs to be more awareness and there's techniques that we can do. There's things that you can do and you'll, you guys will see it's some phenomenal, phenomenal shit, man. But I went down this fucking rabbit hole, bro. I fell asleep with my phone, like on my chest, dude. I was like passed out. I was yeah. exhausted, but I was just soaking this shit up, man. I'm like. Yeah. It's just like it's a whole nother world that no one's no one's even talking about. It. Yeah. And there's dozens of studies, bro. Dozens done with the effects of the job on law enforcement. Officers. But I've never heard of that. That's a problem. 
Yeah. Have you ever heard of this? No. And I, and, and I, st- I stick to what I say. I think the reason why we haven't heard about this is because monetary wise for these states across the United States, it's not beneficial for them to have this study because once you recognize PTSD as a disability, oh, a, you got to put money at it. You got to put you money at it. it. And you're talking about, we already have a huge recruitment problem across the United yeah, States with exactly. law enforcement. You start allowing officers to go out on disability for PTSD, legitimate PTSD. Yeah. I'm not talking yeah. about <laughs> bleeding the system. I've been my baseball. Oh my God. <laughs> Your PTSD. Yeah, my PTSD. <laughs> um, I think, one, you're going to decimate the law enforcement uh, career pool, I think, and it's going to cost billions with a B, billions oh, they, yeah. in disability They're benefits. They're going to have to make fucking legislation yeah. and fucking and laws protecting and, and everything else, bro. It's They don't the, want to fucking do it. And the thing with, with Blue, Blue Help, like the amount of suicides last year, 228, I think it was. Yeah, it's two. Hold on one second. Yeah, I think it was 228. Yep. 228. Yep. Now the DOGA is recognizing that there is a fucking yeah, problem, and they've that. hooked yep. up with Blue Help. And they're starting to work with them about like what do we fucking yeah, studying do? Studying the data with double the amount of suicide. But again, yeah, it's reactive. Yes. That's what we fucking do in yes. this profession. Yes, it's reactive. It's not proactive. Why? Because proactive means more fucking money. Yeah, it's better to let's say, oh, let's create a grant and throw some money out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're gonna check that fucking box. We're doing something. No, mm-hmm. this shit needs to be embedded in the fucking academies. Yeah. Better yet, I, I mean, even if a fucking screening and the testing, yeah, a question or two or five at the bottom of your fucking police test, if you have to take one, and you just ask, engage it, and see. Yeah, have you ever been experienced any traumatic events? Yes or no? How many? One to three, one to five, whatever the case may be, right? Yeah. But they're not going to do that. They're going to make it reactive and say, "Oh, let's just throw a million dollars in grant funding." And then everyone's going to have to fight for it. Yeah. And those who has the best, you know, most qualified, more articulate grant writer, smallest agency, whatever, is going to get the fucking money. Yeah. And then where are they going to go with it? They're going to use it for staffing. They're going to use it for staffing. They're going to put it in somewhere, an overtime detail, fucking whatever the case may be. And then it's it's a fucking too much red tape. It's a game, dude. It is. But you're fucking playing with people's lives is the problem. Yep. They're not realizing, like I've said in a hundred times. Until you've seen like that documentary on the officers in Wales, this guy had a 25 year career and ended it by jumping off a fucking cliff, dude, Mm -hmm. and was a phenomenal cop, a cop's cop. That's a problem. Something's wrong there. Something is going on and it's just fucking no one's looking at it. No one's addressing the real problem, being proactive about it. So. Anyways, yeah. So yeah. to so get that's back your, to yeah, that's your third. That's yep. my second. Uh, I really, truly, honestly wish that I would have taken mental health and and wellness more seriously in my earlier years. I, I was one of those officers that were like, it's a sign of weakness uh, to go get oh, therapy. Yeah, you're and, fucking pussy or you're yeah, a clown, You're bro. just like... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're just weak, man. Up. You're yeah. weak. Yeah, I could take those dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I could watch... I could go to these scenes where you see people with their heads yeah. blown off and, yeah. you know, jumping off a 15th oh, floor sad. building. That's yeah, tough. and you're just like, oh, oh well... And then yeah. you make inappropriate j- jokes, and, and that's just what we do. But it, again, even even when you do that, like going back to the case study, when you take that approach, your body, mm-hmm. your brain, yeah, is not processed. Like it's not used to process, so it goes into autopilot. That's why you have fucking panic attacks and shit. Yes, because even though your brain, you're telling yourself, "Oh, this isn't going to bother me." No, it's going to fucking take flight of its own. Yeah, it's going to do its own thing, 
And where your brain goes, your fucking body follows. And that's what I posted that other video about that other doctor on there. And he yeah. fucking spoke about it and was like, that's why when you start having these fucking thoughts and your anxiety goes up, you start worrying your anxiety then your body reacts yeah, because your brain is taking you back to that position. And that's what's causing the reaction, whether you're in the middle of it or not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we go through every fucking day. Yeah. I haven't been in a shooting yet. Close fucking damn close. Yeah, many Probably should have shot one or two, but I didn't. It yeah. is what it is. But my brain, I'm, I've been through thousands in my fucking head, bro. Yeah. Thousands on every call and service I go on and off duty. Yeah. On and off. Yeah. That's not fucking norm. So what it is is dumping these things in my fucking brain that what they're seeing is with years of doing this, it's fucking us up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we got to do something. We got to, we got to, we got to fix it. So. Yeah. What's your number two? Mental health. Yeah. Bro, so mental aware. health. Take care of your mental health, comma, be aware. Be aware of it, dude. Yeah. Be present. Understand like that empathy and the whole fucking, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. My wife's number one fucking complaint. Yeah. You got to be self-aware of that shit, man. And you got to talk to somebody, whether it's a squad mate you confide in and you want to talk to and you say, you know, hey, this is what I got going on or, hey, are you seeing this or whatever? Because you all know who those guys are, man. I yeah. mean, every everyone has it. Everyone's going through it. It's just who's being vocal about it and who's actually, you know, talking about it, which we've up. seen yeah. since the birth of this podcast. Yeah, big time. So your number, number one, number one, um, I'm sure it's the same as mine. Uh, well, let's see. My number one is, um, don't shit on duty. <laughs> that could have been my number one. Um, my don't number one yourself. is taking off duty friendships and relationships more seriously in the uh. beginning of my career. Um, I slowly phased out my non-law enforcement friends outside of work to the point where I isolated my friendships only to within law enforcement, which created an us versus them mentality. And then when I left this agency, I was left with nothing mm -hmm. because those who I thought were my friends at work were only friends with me because I was tied to work. And once I was no longer there 45 hours a week, there was really no reason to hang out with them or to see them. Yeah. Um, and when that disappeared, I had nothing. I had yeah. no I had no friends that I can call outside of work and be like, hey, you want to go hang out? Um, and yeah. it was mostly because I thought that they couldn't relate to what I was going through. Yeah, no. And then, cause what happens is then if you lean on the guys that you worked with mm -hmm. at the PD, then all they do is come around and bitch about work. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what's about. Yeah. And I and found so you're like I awkwardly like, oh, how's work? Yeah. yeah. You ever, like, they're still doing that. I can't believe it. Yeah. You ever go to like a party, um, like a work, like a party outside of work with just work people you stand around in plain clothes and do the same thing that you do in, in uniform, lot. except <laughs> that you're not, you're not pulled up next to each other on a cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Like you got a, you got a fucking solo cup in your hand and yeah. you're just sitting there going, oh, I can't believe Lieutenant yeah. fucking Smith, like what a fucking douchebag. You yeah. know, like, you know what, I, what I did in the beginning, in the beginning to avoid that is that I always kept friends out of work. That's yeah. not my number one. I'll tell you my number one here in a sec. My I always kept friends out of work. Always, bro. Mm. I rarely hang out with cops. Very rarely, bro. Yeah. I mean, I love them to death. Some of my closest friends, I can count, you know, like I've said on one hand, how many guys are like true friends in the, yep. In the agency. Yep. Like, I got a fucking, I need bail, <laughs> you know, yeah. come get me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Call my union rep and come get me. Yeah. 
you know, only like a handful of them, but I always, and I never friended for years, not until the podcast, I, years, and you know this. Yeah. I didn't friend people, for anyone on the PD on social media. I didn't yeah. even have social media. Yeah. I did, and I deactivated because all people would do is bitch about work. Yeah. On there, and I'm like, this is it's gonna get me jammed up. It's a well, not only that, yeah, not only that, but you would see it day in and day out, and it would just every negativity day. It's like, I see this at work now, I see this on here, yeah, yeah. Now it's fucking comical because we've turned the tables against us versus them, yeah. It's funny now to put memes and shit up about the agency because everyone's fucked up, you know, it burns them. Yeah, it does. They're like, <laughs> how many of our Facebook posts have been screenshot? Do you think? I wish they kept uh, that. Stat. All. I'm sure they have a fucking desktop folder. Oh, dude, <laughs> they're just sliding them over. They're just, just like closely listening over. in every day. Yeah. You know what I like? You know what I like is, is that you and me are not the only ones that have access to our Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. So those of you that are trans trans uh, transcribing. transcribing this <laughs> you will never know who the people and there's an eight of us you will never know <laughs> who posted who it. posted <laughs> it so good yeah. luck yeah we have a, a marketing luck. person that's been helping us out a couple of them you sound so bougie we have a marketing person do, and an agent now We're fucking dude i don't know about an eight do we have an agent? yes we do oh, you got news for me that's good uh, that's later here's my number one go uh don't sacrifice my family for the job be present at home always bro yeah yeah. That means like if you got like I don't push my works out my work emails to my personal. No. I keep everything separate. Bro. I used to do that. Every I yeah. used to too. I used to do it. When because I was a sergeant. To. When I was you a sergeant. To. Yeah. Not anymore. I'm like I turned my fucking work cell off. I throw that shit in the locker. <laughs> yeah. See it for the next three days. Dude. Yeah. I carry my work phone on me for a separate reason, but um my wife laughs because all I do now is swipe left for <laughs> work emails. Yeah. That's all I do. <laughs> yeah. Like watch log, swipe yeah, left. Exactly. Information poster, uh, yeah. swipe left. <laughs> Steve. Attempt to identify, Steve. swipe left. You fucking Steve, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't care about catching these people. <laughs> to, depart, department get together, swipe left. Terrorist bulletin, swipe left. <laughs> swipe left. Delete That's, in big red. Delete, my delete, delete folder like, over the last like 10 months yeah, is just like, what like is going on? You never, dude, when I left the agency and I came back, I couldn't even log uh, into my email. Uh, they wanted me yeah. to purge all my, because I never oh, deleted sure. anything. Neither do I. And uh, they wouldn't I let me log like, on. Eh. And they were like, you better delete all this stuff. I was like, oh, you want me to delete it? <laughs> delete all. Yeah. My sergeant's like, hey, uh, did you get my email? And I'm like, uh, which one? <laughs> He's like, you what make the him read, bro. The one I just sent you. I'm like, he doesn't even know uh, what you're doing. You're just like making him look. read the email no to idea. you. Which one is that? He's well, like, the other thing is, guy, do I got to do everything for you? But the thing is, is Mike, they read the shit that they email us. They read it in roll call. So what's the point? Um, like, yeah, like, you know, my my sergeant, what he does is that he actually sends out case law. Oh, and things that we need to be aware. Well, of. Well, you got a good sergeant, so that's, yeah, he's that's, actually pre- like. That guy's you know, he'll show dude. fucking, you know, videos and pr- like, hey, beware of this and this and that. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. No, he's solid. Actually, and I wouldn't was... just say that. And everyone's like, well, you're always kissing your sergeant's ass. You're only doing that because of the pun. I'm like, no. If we're going to give credit where credit's fucking Real recognizes real. Exactly. So shut the fuck and up. And I could say it because he was my partner when I was a sergeant. Oh, let me Him say and I something. ran the same unit. Uh, well, something else, bro. Oh, this needs to be said. He's getting ready. Here we go. My, let's look. One thing that we need to work on in this profession, and this is probably not going to be called rookie two. This is going to be something else. Uh huh. <laughs> Time to get real or some shit. Uh huh. 
but this needs to be talked about. I we said this early on in this podcast as far as basing your opinions on people from your experience with mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. More recently, with the birth of the podcast, I've had people come to me and like, who the fuck, why the fuck do you like the chief? Or why the fuck do you like this commander? Why do you speak highly of this person? And that's, listen, until they've done wrong by me, mm-hmm. then I'm going to fucking call it like it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, now granted, if they're doing wrong to others, I'll address it. I'll speak up. I'll say, hey, you know, that shit's not good. Don't fucking do that. Kind of what we're doing here. But, my opinion is my fault. I'm going to base it off of the, whether, and there's different levels of relationship in law enforcement, right? Based on your time spent with that person. Mm-hmm. Everyone generally thinks, oh, they're a good dude, right? Until they're in a fucking car with them for 12 hour shifts. And mm-hmm. they're like, yep, this guy's a fucking piece of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let your opinions be their, your own. Yeah. You don't, don't fucking, it's the culture. Yeah. You spread hate on everybody. You're going to fucking hate every, like we have, um, I'm going to say this careful. Sometimes <laughs> I'm trying, bro. Careful. I'm trying. careful. We get $150 an hour. We got to pay her fucking, uh, careful. Do you tiptoe around the same crowd? Here we go. Uh, I'm going to approach this thing. Now, now I've spent too much time on it. I got it. I got to go at it. No. So people, here we go. <laughs> shut up, dude. You're fucking me up. All right. Mm, okay, certain <laughs> municipalities, certain jurisdictions put out surveys on performance, Don't. right? Surveys. They say, what? Is this not true? Yeah, they do. Okay. Go ahead. So shut up. I'm not even looking at you. <laughs> they put out surveys and they say, well, how's work or employee engagement or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. As a culture, I don't care if you're NYPD, Baltimore City, fucking... My boys down in Texas. Yee, yee. Uh, I don't care. And, you know, Florida, Cali, whatever. Good luck. God bless you guys in California. Jesus. <laughs> fucking shit show. Um, make your arguments fucking constructive. Yeah. If you guys complain about everything, nothing will fucking get accomplished. Mm-hmm. That's how wars are won. It's the small battles. So if everyone gathers together and you have a fucking, you develop, I don't know, what's it called? A plan or an approach. And you bring, what are those most important things? Facts, right? Fucking facts together, right? Let's gather some fucking facts here to present, what? Present fucking facts, huh? Let's do that. Uh, Maybe an an argument, right? Have Mm. you will, right? A uniformed argument. Yes, a uniform. Thank you. You took the words out of my mouth, right? (laughs) Then you might say, hey, you know, Mr. So-and-so who wants results from this survey because you think it fucking matters. Then here is our argument collectively as one one fucking voice. Right. Right. And this is maybe my union hat talking. But when you fucking cry wolf, everyone's going to fucking write you off, bro. Yeah. No one fuck you have no credibility. Yeah. When you're like, oh, this is stupid and I want to, you know, we should have, you know, tattoos on our fucking noses or whatever. I mean. It's fucking ridiculous. We should have a barber come down once a week and give us free haircuts. We should have a quiet room where we can go and take naps whenever we want. I mean, what are we doing, bro? That's not what... What are we doing? That's not what city, county surveys are Yeah, they don't care. Exactly. And and, and I'll add on to it. Everyone does this because it's the fucking thing now. It's not just here. 
It's everyone has these little fucking employee gig. Yes. Yep. Feedback surveys. But get, I encourage you, get in a fucking room. If you're a union head, get in a fucking room, gather your people, say, what are our top three things that we want to fucking address here and fucking address it collectively, constructively as one. Yeah. But I think cops in general like to bitch. But what you don't understand is, is you water down your argument as a yes. whole agency when you're complaining right. about, you know, not having unmarked vehicles or, um, you know, not being allowed to um, um, like a boot allowance or stupid it, it petty should stuff. should be major that, shit. Like right. how much our pension contributions yes. are. Coll- you know, collective bargaining. Yes. PTSD bills that are passing. There's a if, hot topic right now. If I may. Pay. If I, yeah. If I may summarize, don't utilize um, city countywide surveys to go after little topics that yes. generally should be spoken about in a conference room during mm-hmm. labor meetings yes. with your chief of police. Um, small Thank issue, you. major issue. You got small issue, major. Let's, uh, we're going to have to jump off this, and then we'll come back and close it out. What are you taking? Um, okay. Shit on. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll be right back. <laughs> My name's Tia, and I'm the host of the Resting Mom Face podcast, where we talk about anything and everything. And I do mean everything. I don't know. Am I the only one that tucks my phone in my bra? They're going to be there and out and bothering me anyway, so I might as well use them to carry shit. So I just tuck it in there. Yes. And I must admit that I'm drinking wine. Don't judge. I've also been known to have some very, very funny guests on my show who love to share stories, their experiences, and lots and lots of laughs. Bussy, we'll save all the fat for you so you can run away from these vile Englishmen. Yeah, you like that. (laughs) Listen to the podcast, purchase some hilarious merchandise, and more at restingmomcast.com. Brought to you by Botox, coffee, and a lot of sarcasm. Fucking love that song, dude. It's a great song, man. <sighs> Mike, I, I don't know what the hell happens when we get into this studio. <laughs> <laughs> it, the it, problem is, dude, like, we we just, like, it's, like, honestly, we could do this every day. Yeah. Because there's so much ground to cover and so much that's plugging the profession. Like, dude, we can do this shit every fucking, all day long. And Mike? We, all day. Do you think one day, wink, wink. We will get to the point where we're doing yes, these five times a week. Yes, I think by 2021 Wink, wink. Yeah, maybe. Wink, wink. Hopefully, <laughs> big announcement. Wink, wink, maybe. wink, wink, wink. Got some Don't major worry, meetings folks. coming up, people. Some major, major meetings. fucking meetings coming up. Going to make some frequent Just flyer mileage. remember, listen, you guys got to like and share, share and like, yes. spread the word. And you guys are doing a phenomenal job of it because, and I got to say this, 
for our people on social media we haven't gotten back to, we in our emails, we'll get back to you guys. We're not ignoring. We didn't pass you guys up. We are just fucking slammed. Yes. With emails from across the U.S. and even was a guy from South Africa. Wow. Yeah. 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 Remember South Africa. <laughs> South Africa, dude. He's like, there's Steve's down here, man. It's fucking hilarious. I dude. was, I was great. blown away. Yeah. I, I was like, Africa. South Africa. What the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. really, really cool. But um, with, to, my point is, is that we got to keep sharing. We got to share this stuff. We got to get this stuff out there because this is the only way to get our voices heard. We're, we're doing a major movement behind the scenes. Yeah. Major. Yeah. And Folks, you have no idea. No idea what's coming. You guys are the fuel to our fire. Yes. Right? So as long as you guys keep getting more fuel for our fire, we're going to take it to the next level. We we are we are we have a huge vision. We're having a major meeting this Friday. Mm-hmm. Um and you guys got to get on to our nonprofit, the mm-hmm. Araya Guardian Foundation Inc. TAG Tango Alpha Golf Foxtrot India Nora Charlie.com, tagfink.com and donate and share. Um, that's our nonprofit and that is going to be our driver for us taking this to the next level. We're, we're meeting. I can't say because I don't want to say, and I've been told not to say by this particular person that we're meeting with on Friday and this particular agency, um, Mm -hmm. that we're going to have to travel out of state for Mm -hmm. to meet Mm -hmm. in February. Uh, they're lining up some major stuff. Mm-hmm. They reached out to us, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just gonna leave. Oh, that I want to say it so bad. Bro, I want to say it so bad. I want to <laughs> say it so bad. No, Why are you doing this to me? It, we got to build it up. You know, we I'm gotta, zipping my pants. <laughs> we got to, you know, set it to 325 a little bit yeah. before we turn yeah. it up to 500. And, and and this is all because of you guys. Yes, yes. Uh, Brandy from Pennsylvania and your crew, uh, Becky and Kim. Yeah. Uh, and and Griff Girly Girl and I mean yeah, Sebastian, Ed, Sebastian man you guys um, you yeah. know you guys uh, Chief Andy Harvey yes, fucking yep. um, you know uh, Sarge the Destroyer yeah, yeah. Um, uh, resting mom face all you guys we appreciate it it's grassroots we never hired a marketing firm or anything like that to get it to this level yeah is blood sweat and tears mm-hmm. literally a lot of sacrificing from our families. Um, yeah, you know, we watch the numbers when we release the episodes where we're very conscious. We've doubled our listenership on our 72 hour list. Okay. You guys get on our, when we, there's one platform we watch, mm-hmm. we drop an episode and Nick, you know, mm-hmm. he jerks off to the numbers cause he's a numbers guy. <laughs> That's disgusting. Okay. But I like it. <laughs> so, he looks and he sees, right. And he's like, holy fuck, dude, look at this. And it's. When we went from like, and I hate doing this because they're like, just bragging about, it's just Fuck showing them. the movement. Fuck them. It's showing the movement that when we're almost at seven to 800 on one platform in fucking 48 hours, bro. Yeah. That's, that's insane. Yes. Like that's, it's a great, great insane, but it just shows that you guys are sharing and you're like, Hey, check these guys out. Remember this yes. is not just a police platform, civilians, police, fire, fucking corrections. Yes. You know, deputies, city, towny, troopers, whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, auxiliary guys and girls, whatever. Explorers. Explorers, cadets. cadets. Yeah. Um, people just interested in wanting to see what's really going on behind the scenes. You know, live PD, fucking cops, whatever. And we're going to get into that about politics and police because I got a lot to say about that. Mm-hmm. Fucking a lot. 
But all of that stuff, you guys are the fuel to our fire. So keep liking and sharing. I'm not just saying that to plug us. You got to fucking do it. Because this major meetings that we have up, they're going to look at this. Mm -hmm. They've been looking. That's why they reached out. Mm -hmm. And they're going to see how much our following is getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And they're only going to put their resources where mm -hmm. it's going to be the most recognition. Yeah. And there may or may not be <laughs> an unveiling of our identity yeah. pretty yes. there's, soon. There's been a lot of requests of that yes. from these we have this people. Whole, yeah. We have some stuff planned. <laughs> yeah. So listen, folks, we're going to wrap up this episode. I want to give you a couple of things. So um, Nick at rollcallroom.com, Mike at rollcallroom.com, rollcallroom.com. Yes. Uh, YouTube, go on our YouTube, subscribe. Uh, I just put some, uh, a brand new Studio 2 tour on there. Uh, if and when we decide to unveil our identities, uh, it will only be released on YouTube, the video. It is not going to be released on any other social media. So you'll, you will need to be a subscriber on our YouTube channel, which is at Roll Call Room. Um, and the other thing is like, guys are like, Ooh, we're, uh, I listen to you guys on YouTube. Fine. Great. I don't care. Understand we're on Pandora, mm -hmm. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify. If you have an iPhone, you're on your home, home screen. You swipe towards the right to go to the left. There's a search bar at the top. Mm -hmm. Type in roll call room or are you, I'm sorry, you type in podcasts and the little purple fucking dot with the circles around it will come up. Click on that. Every iPhone has a pre-downloaded podcast platform mm -hmm. for iTunes. And you fucking type in on search, roll call room, and subscribe. Mm -hmm. You got to fucking subscribe so you guys get the alerts. Because a lot of guys are like, when did you fucking drop an episode? I'm like, bro, you got to subscribe so you get the it fucking alert. alert. Yeah, so it, it says, hey, one drop. Yeah. So you guys know. Yeah. So, so we know your cops and it's sometimes. Yeah. But come on, yeah. guys. Yeah. We can do a little crown video for you guys and our military folks too. So yeah, we have uh, we have autograph posters for free. Uh, you can reach out to us on our website. We'll ship it out to you for free. Um, you know, definitely keep uh, keep plugging the roll call room. Like and share, share and like, as Mike always says. Uh, we got a lot of swag on our website, rollcallroom.com. Uh, we got shirts, we got hoodies, we got decals, we got not hashtag not Steve. Uh, Velcro name badges that you can put on your duty bags. Uh, we have a lot of stuff, and that kind of keeps the the podcast moving. Um, so, folks, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. We had a blast, uh, and we've got many, many coming your way. So, be safe out there. Be safe. Be safe. Live your legacy. BlueHelp.org. All right, fans, thanks so much for tuning in to another great episode of The Roll Call Room. I want to remind you that uh, we are on YouTube. Go on our YouTube channel and subscribe. We're also on Twitter at Roll Call Room. We're also on Facebook at Roll Call Room Podcast. We're also on Instagram. Uh, we're always asking for you guys to go on iTunes and rate us a five-star with a comment. Um, helps us climb the charts. Uh, don't forget to check out bluehelp.org. Uh, if you're struggling out there um, and you need somebody to talk to, we'd highly recommend them. 
Don't forget about our nonprofit, um, tagfink.com. Uh, we got some great shows coming up soon. And uh, we love hearing from you guys. So please email us at nick at rollcallroom.com or mike at rollcallroom.com. And always take care of each other, look out for each other, and check on each other. Thank you.